You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. We start off with how the markets have been performing throughout the day. And joining me to do that is Makwe Masilela of Makwe Fund Managers. Uh, good evening, Makwe. Thanks, as always, for the time. It looks like an interesting day on the markets throughout the day today. The rand finally below 19 rand, as we hoped it would finally get to. And resources seeming, seemingly having a better day than they did on Friday. Yeah, I think you're the one who needs to catch and breathe, not the market. <laughs> Markets continue to do okay. And, but I think, you know, at some point, market participants have to remember the old lessons when it comes to market that don't fight, uh, fight the effect, you know. And yes, I think markets are aware that the number of rate cards that were expected not going to happen. They're going to be less than that. But also we've seen that even that the, the recent strong jobs and growth data, we see that the markets are pushing back based on the timing of the U.S. interest rate cuts, and all eyes will be on Tuesday's inflation report coming out of uh, the U.S. And any time that the price pressures are rebounding could push a rate cuts even further into the future. And locally, we know that we'll be focusing on our December mining production to be November, I think it increased by 6.8%, and also the retail number. Remember, more than 50% of our economy is driven by consumer demand, and retail sales continue to be a very good indicator. And yes, the greenback is currently approaching a key resistance level and could break high if the CPI tightens the prices. And ahead of that inflation data tomorrow, the US dollar is trading sideways and over in the month side, as much as we've seen that the, what to call it, the red money is too deep below the 19 to the US dollar. And maybe because of our resources, we know that commodity prices are strong today, and we know the rent itself is a commodity currency. So that probably is also benefiting what you call it the rent itself. I mean, silver up 0.6%, copper up half a percent, palladium uh, up almost 3%, platinum up around 1.2%. So I think the rent is also benefiting a little bit from that as well. Absolutely. The markets are definitely not going to wait for us. And seemingly, as you mentioned, Mark, those CPI data points coming out this week are going to be so important because the U.S. Fed has uh, in the past given a lot of direction around what they want to do. But they've also taken a very, very clear wait and see approach and they're dissecting data as it comes out. Mark, I want to look at the RAND. It's been flirting with the 19 RAND level and you touched on this as well, saying that a lot of factors could still be up in the air like the U.S. CPI. Um, we're at 18.99, but we're basically at 19. Rand. We closed above 19 Rand last week. What are your thoughts on the Rand at the moment? Do you think we will have an easier time as we get towards elections, or is it just going to be a lot more turmoil for uh, the Rand in the short term? I think the local issues, whether good or bad, in my opinion, are already factored in. People already, I don't expect an outright win now when it comes to elections. And hey, we should be open to any surprises. And people are still factoring in that load sharing is not going to be coming to an end anytime soon. I'm just mentioning those ones to me to say that most of the local factors have been factored in. In my opinion, the rent will continue to be driven by the U.S. dollar or will continue to trade what central bankers are doing. If we get any disappointments from that and we get to post the likes of the U.S. dollar, then unfortunately the rate will continue to be at the base of what is happening with the U.S. dollar, not forgetting that markets continue to expect some serious fiscal stimulus coming out of China, which is one of the major consumers of our commodities. So should that materialize, probably commodity prices might go up. And as I said earlier, trying to bring a commodity currency might probably also still benefit from that. So I think 
most of the local issues are already factored in. But hey, there's always a room for any some form of surprises. Absolutely, and we have to always be ready for these surprises. Speaking of local things that are happening, uh, Makwe, Calgro M3 put out a trading update today for their full year. Uh, what were those numbers like? I remember Calgro uh, as a business that diversified itself into uh, the private cemetery business or the private um yeah, I'd say cemetery business, and they've they've got quite a big spread, uh, and they're doing quite well in that respect. Um, how did the the how did they fare in this trading update? Yes, you you are right. You know, they own some of the memorial parks. That's what they call them. Those are that's yes. what they call them. Yes, memorial parks. The likes of your Nazareth, your Forage, your Devonville, Bluefontein, and remember, these guys, you know, they that developing well priest homes and apartments within suitable price rates for the first time home buyer. As much as they expect their profits to go up by around 20%, just not because of any other thing that the guys are doing well. It's all because of the share buybacks. And as we always say, that the best way to reward your long-term shareholders, remember they embarked on a 72 million or so share buyback. So now you buy back those shares, you cancel them, then you've got fewer shares that needs to be sharing on the earnings. Hence, you see them doing that great. And we have some improvement on some operational performance in some of the divisions, but the main driver continues to be that share buyback. Obviously, that share buyback is going to uh, serve shareholders well, as you rightly mentioned. I'm sure none of them are going to be complaining about the value of their holdings increasing from that result. Marco, did you catch what was happening with the um, SAPI uh, announcement? They put out a SENS announcement around five, I think it was $5 billion in their domestic midterm notes. Um, obviously, this uh, companies like SAPI and Mondi have been in the news lately, and we, we're seeing that uh, the, the focus on... Um, or companies in that paper segment have been faring interestingly enough when compared to other sectors. Um, is, is there much to make over uh, this latest announcement? Is there something there or is it just a regulatory uh, confirmation from SAPI's perspective? It's more of a confirmation, but we know that the paper market has been weak and for them to be able to defer or raise some capital will always be welcome to make sure that they've got a stronger balance sheet going forward and even the packaging side of things are no longer doing that great. Unlike when during COVID, where we knew that most of people were doing most of this online buy and the guys benefited from that. But the general as we've seen as part of the announcement, I think last week or so as well, the guys are just okay to say that when the market of the economy turns around, they should work going forward. Absolutely. Markets are content with certain information and not making too much of other information. Makwe, um, let's look at the movements that we've been seeing uh, on the U.S. market side. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of announcements, uh, U.S. earnings, a lot of uh, updates from the United States. We touched on the uh, conversation around CPI data that's been coming or that's expected to come out now. Um, and obviously, this drives things like the gold price and gold price coming back towards uh, or closer towards the $2,000 an ounce level than $2,050, I suppose. Is that uh, something that we see changing as we look at perhaps something like Bitcoin that's approaching $50,000 for the first time since those U.S. Uh, ETFs were approved by the SEC? What's, what's the landscape looking like when investors are thinking safer assets for 2024? You know, as you are saying, with the likes of the U.S. market, Earnings have done a good job when it comes to the U.S. market. Hence, we've seen the likes of S&P reaching record highs. But, Jimmy, it's very important to note that seeds don't grow to the sky. 
So at some point, we shouldn't be surprised when we get some form of consolidation. And yes, this excitement about Bitcoin, I think it's warranted. Because remember, most traditional or old-fashioned market participants, and by the way, those are the guys who happen to be investing most of the money for institutional clients, believe in stuff that is well regulated. So the minute you get some regulation coming into play, then you are giving people a bit of comfort. So it's not surprising that you will still continue to I mean to see that Bitcoin will still continue to be at elevated levels because of those regulatory issues and which are positive ones. And remember at some point we were excited because most people were starting to accept Bitcoin and stuff like that. But that didn't do much because at some point Bitcoin itself dropped. So I think the minute to start putting regulation into play, then we're starting to talk to serious investors. And we expect this ETF to remain, uh, what you call the demand for the spot Bitcoin ETF remains robust. And the guys, I think, were talking net inflows of almost 1.1 billion of the, the past two weeks and 2.8 billion since their launch. So, yeah, I think not too bad. I think Friday alone ETF acquired almost 12,000 Bitcoin, significantly outpacing the daily trade and rate of approximately 900,000 new Bitcoins. So it shows you that demand is very robust. Marco, as an investor who doesn't get excited by some of these news, I mean, as a long-term investor and, and the things that you do at, at Marco Fund Managers, what are you looking at at the moment? What's, what seems to be a good growth story that could potentially play itself out uh, or that has started to play itself out that's really caught your eye? You know, we have tend to realize you know, and accept you know, it was not easy that you don't usually have to every time have a good growth story. Sometimes you just have to wait and see. And for us, we are in that position to say, how is this whole thing going to pan out or play out when it comes to central banking? Because we think they are going to be the catalyst, especially when it comes to expectations, whether they're going to be disappointing or meeting people's expectations. So now we're at the point that, yes, Markets have had a nice run where you can take profits, take profits, but we don't have to go out of our way to look for something which you can for now call it a, a, a good store engine. We have to be honest. It's not every day or every week or every month that you get a good store. Sometimes things happen just to move in cycles, as we've been seeing with the rent doing all that for now. Mm, I like that you say that it's it's not always about chasing the the growth or chasing the return, but sometimes it's about preserving the capital. It's it's about ensuring that you stay in it um, despite what happens in the market. And the market is going to continue to move and continue to have its ups and downs. And obviously, um, being able to weather those small bumps and bruises makes it easier uh, when we look at a long-term thing. Marco, do you think that from a long-term perspective, I know we, we've touched on uh, a couple of macro factors um, and we, we've obviously got things like elections that are still going to come up later in the year. Um, I remember speaking to the guys at uh, RMB at some point had a forecast of the RAND at 1770 uh, by the end of the year. Um, I remember some revised forecasts came down as low as 1750. Uh, Is that a realistic number if we think about the other things that are still up in the air is it i mean we're seeing it at 19 rand now we haven't even had elections it didn't fare so well when sona came about um can you can you look into a crystal ball and give me a rand forecast yeah even 16 is possible Jimmy. Mm. even that with all this thing being settled, the U.S. election has been settled, what is affecting the U.S. dollar, Bank of America getting our eggs together, nothing stops us going to that level. And even if the uh, Chinese economy is doing that great and demand for communities continue to be that great, nothing stops the rents to go to that level of around 16.
Nothing stops the rain. Are you sure nothing stops the rain? Not even the South African government themselves. <laughs> but what, you, what more can you expect from our government? <laughs> the only thing that we can expect is good news from where we are. I have realized that things have not been working out. They made mistakes here and there. And here I'm talking whoever will come into power. But if no, done now, eh? what is not working, what people are saying needs to be done. So whoever comes into power, we just expect them to just do the right thing. Whether the current guys come back or it's going to be new guys. So my point is, yes, the story for South Africa might not be looking that great for now, but the truth be told, there is great potential only when the guys start doing things differently, whoever comes into power. There's a great potential for South Africa and there's very little that the government can do to surprise us. We'll leave it at that, Makwe. Thanks as always. Uh, Makwe Masilele, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, sharing his thoughts on the RAND, on some of the equity movements throughout the day and what his expectations are for 2024. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.